Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for today's Appraisal Buzzcast. With me, as always, is your host, Hal Humphreys. Hal, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Jim. How are you today? I'm doing good. So today we're going to be talking about artificial intelligence or AI. I know it's different than the AI most appraisers know about, but we're going to be talking about artificial intelligence with Vin Vamero of Foxy AI. Hi, Vin. Hey, guys. How are you doing? Doing great. Vin, do us a favor. Um, for those that don't happen to know who you are, tell us a little bit about your history in this industry. Yeah, sure. Um, would love to. And uh, and before I jump into it, appreciate you having me on the show. Um, but uh, I mean, while I'm not an appraiser by trade, um, prior to starting Foxy AI, I came from the real estate world. So uh, back in 2009, summer going into my senior year at Boston University, I was studying biology when my internship fell through at the last minute, and I didn't know what I was going to do for the summer. And um, Alex Hodera, one of my best friends from college who'd opened up his own brokerage, asked me if I wanted to work for him as a rental agent. And that sounded better than flipping burgers. So I got my license, uh, started as an agent renting apartments and quickly discovered that uh, that wasn't for me. I was just a terrible salesperson. Um, I'd make, you know, take someone to an apartment, the place would be a mess. It was a crappy apartment. And I'd just be like, you know, let's get out of here. But um, I fell in love with the concept of real estate. And by the end of that summer, I wound up starting a property management company along with another great friend of mine from college, Jeff Zucker. Now, coincidentally, during this time was when I first met Dan Hurwitz, who, of course, you know, I didn't know this at the time, would become my co-founder at Foxy 10 years later. And he was selling commercial insurance and, and tried to sell us insurance. We didn't buy it, but we had some mutual friends and, and we stayed in touch over the years. And um, Dan ultimately went to work for a VC firm and then started an insure tech company and after that, he sold that, I convinced him to, to join me at Foxy. But after graduating, I continued to run the management company. We did our first renovation project in 2011. And then in 2013, we decided to sell the business to another group in Boston so we could focus on development. So from 2013 to 2018, we were building and renovating small multifamilies in the two to 10 unit range mostly in Boston and some in Chicago and New Jersey. And when we were refinancing one of these projects, we had an appraisal come back lower than expected. And um, we had another appraisal done and everything worked out just fine. But that sent me down a rabbit hole on AI, computer vision, and other ways of valuing real estate when I learned that there was no way to understand property condition at scale. Um, people just had to manually look at photos. So that's what we set out to solve initially. And um, we built models to assess both quality and condition from the photos based on the same scale as appraisers. And then those initial couple of models grew into a platform of like over 40 different models today. So that's just you know, some of my background in, in the real estate industry and, and how you know, Foxy AI came to be. Very interesting. So your your background in the industry is more of that of an investor. Um, and that means you are one of the well-informed uh, buyers or sellers acting in your own self-interest. You are part of the market. Absolutely. Or at least was uh, yeah. until going full-time, you know, on Foxy. Okay. Well, let's do this. I'm going to take a real quick break. We'll hear from one of our sponsors and then we'll be right back. 
The Dictionary of Real Estate Appraisal, 7th edition, is a landmark text that reflects the depth and breadth of appraisal knowledge. Each entry, definition, and reference has been painstakingly researched and designed to reflect an expert understanding of issues that currently impact the profession. The new dictionary is an essential authoritative resource for all appraisers. The dictionary is divided into two sections, an alphabetical listing of terms directly related to real estate appraisal and an addendum with topical glossaries and compilations of terms used by related real estate professionals. Find it at appraisalinstitute.org dictionary seven. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to The Appraisal Buzz. I'm Hal Humphreys, your host. I'm joined today by Vin Vermero from Foxy AI, and we're talking about artificial intelligence, specifically as it applies to real estate appraisal. Vin, let's get into AI. What is, what is it doing to appraisals and the valuation industry? Well, the, the appraisal and valuation space is an amazing space to be in. And we've been fortunate to work with, uh, and it was a lot of fun to work with early adopters, companies like ProxyPix, for example, to understand the industry and develop these tools as you know a little bit of an outsider in the sense that, like you mentioned, you know, I came from the the investment and development world. I think we're definitely still in the early innings, but both AI technology and the adoption of AI in appraisals and valuations is moving faster and faster. Um, I can say when we first started, the use cases were very clear, you know, a lot more simple. Now uh, there are no use cases every day, but our goals remain the same. We're helping appraisers and other real estate professionals be more efficient, be more accurate and be more consistent. Uh, and that's a large part of how I see AI affecting the industry. So our initial use case back in 2018 actually was it directly with appraisers, but it was to use the condition of the property from photos to improve the accuracy of automated valuation models. And um, we were a bit early at the time. The big companies were only just beginning to experiment with machine learning based valuation models. But now pretty much everyone is using uh, machine learning based ABMs. And what we're seeing is the continued adoption um, uh, of condition as one of the most important features to improve the accuracy um, of those models. There's also been a lot of public interest in both appraisals and AVMs by the Biden administration, HUD, the CFPB, um, many others around you know, bias in appraisals and AVMs. It's definitely a hot topic right now. There's been a lot of interest from the government in using this tech to help reduce bias. And then um, I mentioned earlier, increasing efficiency. There's a lot being done with AI to speed up the appraisal. And uh, there are many uses on the appraisal quality control side as well. So that's how you know we've seen AI impacting appraisals and valuations so far. And I think there's uh, a lot more to come. Yeah, no doubt. Um, it is, it is um, a wide open space. Let's do this. I'm going to take a quick break and then we'll come back and finish up our conversation. And I want to kind of dive into some of these things. Did you know that NAN hosts quarterly discussions with our appraisal panel on bias, inclusion, equity, and diversity initiatives that impact the appraisal industry? The topic of bias in the appraisal world will remain at the forefront of legislative agency and lender priorities well into the future. 
At NAN, we believe that intentional bias is only a very small fraction of the underlying issue, and that outdated policies and regulations and unconscious bias are a far greater concern. It's our hope to work closely with the appraiser community as partners in an endeavor to improve processes and procedures and ensure equitable treatment for all valuations. Learn more by visiting nan-amc.com. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to The Appraisal Buzz. I'm joined by Vin Vimero from Foxy AI today. We're talking about artificial intelligence and how it applies to real estate appraisals. Um, Vin, you know, there's a lot of talk in the world in general about AI and what it means and, and how do we deal with it in an ethical fashion? How do we deal with it in a responsible fashion? Um, you know, you mentioned... Um, the issue of appraisal bias. Um, and you know, when you look through some of the information, it looks like appraisers are biased. When you look through some of the other information, it looks like they're not biased. There's a lot of, um, there's an old saying, I think it was Mark Twain that said he uses statistics much in the same way a drunkard uses a lamppost for support, not illumination. Um, I think some of the reports have been coming out from from different groups have been kind of presented in a way to further their specific narrative. Um, how do you see artificial intelligence addressing the issue of bias? Sure, and I think that's that's a really great question. And and uh, you know, this is this is just my two cents here. Um, you know, I think there needs to be regulation and I'm, I'm a fan of regulation, you know, where, where it makes sense. Um, you know, if you have regulators who don't understand the tech and they're telling scientists you know, what to do, I don't think that that's the right approach. Um, <clears throat> I know it's, it's a hot topic and whether you're on the side of there is appraisal bias or there isn't appraisal bias, I don't, I don't see that, that topic, going away um, just because it's been you know a hot button issue for the administration um, <clears throat> where I see AI playing you know a really important role in this bias conversation is really you know just acting as as a appraisal you know QC a double check are the appraisers quality and condition scores um, you know do they line up with a model and let's say, they're within, you know, one point. The appraiser said it's a, a Q2. A model says it's a Q3. Maybe that's just just fine. But let's say there's a really big difference. The appraiser said it's a Q2. The model says it's a Q5. Maybe we throw a flag, have a third person, you know, double check, uh, double check that that appraisal, those photos, um, making sure that there are no people in photos, for example or flagging damages at a property, which is becoming more and more important. Um, I think these are all like really important uh, and useful ways that AI can just act as um, kind of an, an unbiased third party that's looking at the report, looking at the photos, and uh, and checking to make sure that um, that you know all these things are, are lining up properly. Yeah, I like that. And if you look at, so let's use the example of Q3 versus Q4. If you look at the definition of those two quality ratings, there's a, the Venn diagram has a decent amount of overlap between those two. So it is a judgment call between three and four. Um, so if your image recognition flags it as a Q3 
Q4 or a C4, and the appraiser flags it as a Q3 or C3, there may be a way to explain that just by looking through the photos or talking to the appraiser mm -hmm. and, and coming to terms there. But if the difference is from three to five or two to five, then that's a real big issue. And that's where you'd have to have somebody come in and, and actually look at it and, and make a consideration. Is that right? Of course, of course. And, and, you know, I just see AI as a piece of this puzzle. I mean, it, I think it's very important to say that I don't see AI or computer vision replacing the appraiser for a number of reasons. But, you know, this is a critical process that like our financial systems rely on. And I think that there should always be a person involved. Um, there's always, you know, unique and outlier properties where maybe not a lot of data exists. But also, for example, materials identification is still very difficult for computer vision. There are so many materials in a home that are designed to look like other materials, right? For mica, that looks like stone. Um, I've been to some homes where I actually had to touch the countertop to figure out if it was real or fake. And you know, that's not going to be replaced by AI. So while some of the job functions might change or AI might be used um, as, a, uh, as a double check or part of the QC process, I think the, the role of the appraiser is vital here. Yeah. And I'm glad to hear that. Look, I'm, I'm a real estate appraiser for a long time now, and a lot of real estate appraisers listen to this podcast. And there is some concern out there in, in the world of appraisals about, oh, no, AI is going to take our jobs away. I don't think that's going to happen. I think, Vin, if we look at these things as tools that we can use to be better, I think that's kind of what you're how you're coming at it. Is that right? That's definitely how I look at it. It's like you said, it's tools to make the appraiser, you know, more efficient, more accurate and more consistent. So I know some appraisers have a hard time getting their head around property data collectors. And I think the property data collection process is going to get away from actual knowledgeable human beings and maybe into the hands of consumers. So you have a property owner taking their, their downloading an app, going through a house, scanning the house. So they get the measurements, they get, you know, a video of the quality and uh, the condition of the improvements. Um, but when you have a question, that's when the appraiser comes in and said, and they do their analysis, they're doing the market analysis, they're doing all of their analytic skills based on the property data that's come to them. But that's where the human element comes in to double check the machine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, I, I'm not sure that having the homeowner do this is the right approach because you know right there's conflicts of interest there um and i do think that having sort of a third party doing that that inspection or collecting that data in a similar way that you're having a third party you know do the valuation is is important i think that that should that should remain the same um and then you can rely on that third party that's collecting that data to be truthful about whether or not the countertop is stone or formica for example yeah, I like that. And here's the thing. The reason I brought up the homeowner downloading an app is that some of the talk around around with some of the powers that be is like we're going to get away from actual property data collectors. But, you know, the thing you mentioned about the Formica countertop that looks like a stone countertop and you've got to put your hands on it. You've got to have that tactile experience to tell whether or not it's stone. Um, right now, a machine can't do that. Mm hmm. 
interesting, interesting conversation. Let me ask you this. This is one of the things that I know lenders are really curious about. Um, do you see a time and how long, how far out do you think it will be before we get to a one day appraisal? Well, I don't see any reason why we couldn't get to a one day appraisal. It's, it's already done in other countries like Australia. I can speak to several areas where we've deployed our AIs in appraisals um, specifically to speed up parts of the process by about 50%. On the front end, in the data collection app, you know, doing things like automatically labeling photos and extracting data on objects, features, and materials to the best that, that we can, um, which are used to pre-fill out the forms for review by that person sort of at the end of their inspection. We're in the report building process, uh, scoring the quality and the condition of the comps to help the appraiser more efficiently find the properties that are you know, most visually similar to the subject, which is a huge time savings for them. And in the appraisal QC compliance on the back end, checking quality and condition scores, checking for people in photos, flagging damages at a property, which I mentioned before is becoming more and more important and making sure that the data in the photos matches up with what's in in the report i think you know all of these things along with other changes to the workflow like we've been talking about you know having a third party go there i think the hybrid approach makes a lot of sense to me i think all of these combined can result in in one day turn times but i don't think it's going to be any one single solution they all have to be put together yeah, all of it coming together into um, an efficient way to do business. And here's the thing. As an appraiser, if somebody gives me all of the information, I can sit down and I can do my analysis. I can find the comparables. I can analyze the comparables compared to the subject. Um, I can do that work. One of the frustrating things for me as an appraiser is you go out into the field and, for instance, if you're using, you know, a mobile form filling app. I like to carry the phone because it fits in my back pocket. I don't have to carry a whole bunch of kit, but when you take the photo, you got to label the photo. You got to draw the sketch. You got to do the thing like tech is getting to the spot where we can do all of those things in one sweep of the house with the phone. And I think anything we can do along those lines to be more efficient. I'm a fan of, I think that makes sense. Um, Vin, any last words you would like to say to real estate appraisers before we get um, Jim Morrison back in here to talk about, um, he's got a he's got an anonymous appraiser question that should be pretty fun. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I, I want to say that uh, that I think that the future is is really bright for appraisers and for technology. And I know there's, right, there's a lot of change going on in the industry right now. Um, but I do see, you know, all these different pieces coming together to create a more efficient process for everybody involved, including the appraisers. I love it. All right, Jim Morrison, do we by chance have an anonymous appraiser question? So we don't have an anonymous appraiser question, but I had a good question that I had actually asked Vin before and I really loved his answer. So I thought our audience would be interested seeing. So my question to him was, if computer vision is so good, why do I still have to fill out a Kafka image that blocks me from proving that I'm a robot, wouldn't a robot also be able to figure this out? You know, when you're signing in and it's like, are you the real person? And I have to figure mm -hmm. out what's a, what's a street lamp and what's a fire hydrant. 
yeah, it's it's such an interesting question. And, um, you know, look, I mean, AI's come a long way, especially in the last 12 to 24 months. Um, but it's not perfect. You know, it makes mistakes. And we were just talking about the kind of the, the challenges around detecting different types of materials, for example. And, and recently, you know, GPT style models have made a lot of progress in general purpose AI, but it still struggles with certain problems. Uh, I have seen some figures that the, the latest versions of models like GPT-4 can solve CAPTCHAs and, and reCAPTCHAs, which are uh, the select the images versions that, that you're talking about, um, about 85% of the time. So not perfect. I'm not sure what human level performance is on CAPTCHAs. I definitely don't always get them right, but 85% is still, uh, still really good. Um, but but CAPTCHAs are actually not just a way to try and verify a person's using the website and not a bot, but they're also a way for Google to collect data. Um, so, you know, you mentioned like one with the buses. Have you ever done a reCAPTCHA where you were asked to select images that contain house numbers? Yeah. So reading house numbers is a surprisingly difficult computer vision problem to solve. And uh, if you just take a walk down your street and look at the house numbers, and I know everyone watching this is going to do this next time they're outside, I'm willing to bet that very few, if any at all, of the house numbers are exactly the same. There's just an incredibly wide variety of house numbers. So this was Google effectively and very cleverly crowdsourcing data to train better models for its street view imagery and like mapping data. That being said, I mean, I'm, I'm sure eventually AI will make CAPTCHA in its current forms obsolete, but uh, that will also force the CAPTCHA te technology to evolve, right? It's just a never ending game of cat and mouse. It is. And <clears throat> that brings up, you know, there's there's a meeting at the, not in the not too distant future, like maybe the next month of world leaders discussing um, AI technology and the ethics revolving around that and what's okay to do and what's not okay to do. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you said earlier that you're a fan of regulation when it's appropriate. You know, do you see any specific areas in the real estate appraisal world where um, people could take advantage of AI and maybe game the system? That's an interesting question and one that we've thought about um, a little bit. And one in particular that comes to mind is uh, is photos that have been you know touched up or enhanced in some way, right? Photoshopping images. And um, and this also comes back to just having a trusted third party that's going out and taking these photos within an app. They're they're locked within that app. You can't change them or anything, but. Uh, appraisers also sometimes are looking at photos uh, from from MLS, and those photos are oftentimes enhanced or, or touched <clears> up <throat> by the agent. And we were just talking about this internally the other day, but you know, um, I do think at some point there's going to come a time where, in the real estate industry in general, um, whether it's a, an AI generated listing description or the photos have been you know, touched up, that there's going to have to be some kinds of disclosures around that so that people know, um, because mm. otherwise, you know, I, I can't see you know, people sort of taking advantage of uh, of that by, you know, editing photos so that the home looks better in the photo than it does, uh, you know, in the real world.
Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, here's the thing. Um, it's there's an old curse. May you live in interesting times. I think we certainly live in interesting times. Um, I am happy to have people like you uh, kind of driving the ship on AI as applies to our specific industry. Um, but, you know, across the globe, people are dealing with these issues, not just real estate appraisers. It's literally across the globe. Writers are worried about AI. Artists are worried about AI. Um, Jim Morrison, do we have anything else we need to cover today? No, I think we've touched on everything. Vin, thanks so much for joining us. It's very interesting stuff. Hey, thank you both for, for having me. I appreciate you, uh, you know, inviting me to come on the show and happy to, to come on and talk about AI anytime. I love it, Vin. Thank you. If we don't have anything else for Jim Morrison and Vin Vermero, I'm Hal Humphreys, and that is your appraisal buzz.